I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, we bring Aaron back to talk about his NFT experience on OpenSea. We get into headlines, and I make some more comments because I'm in the commenting mood lately. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, May 6, 2021. I got a couple emails that I wanted to reply to. First one is a comment on how fast I speak. This person wrote an email and gave a suggestion to the listeners and said, Hey, Google Player, just turn it down to 0.8 speed or 80% of the speed and it will be just fine. So <laughs> I think that Spotify also, you can make it slower as well. So I, I apologize if I speak too quickly. I just, again, I mentioned this before on the show before, that if I don't say it as soon as I think it, I will forget it. Damn ADD, but I need to get this, whatever's on my brain, out there as soon as possible. Other one is, I'm going to try to make this show quick as possible because I got to go and shave my face and cut my hair and get ready for the Ethereal Conference. Yes, Ethereal by Decrypt. And Decrypt's going to be hosting and moderating this year's digital Ethereal Conference I'm going on at 1.30 today, talking to Solana, and I need to get myself pretty for the show. If you didn't register for Ethereal, it is free as far as I know. Go on, register for Ethereal. Watch some of the biggest names in the crypto space talk about the crypto space. (laughs) And watch people like myself go on there and ask questions to those people. Anyway, let's get into those crypto prices so I can go shave my face. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $57,280, up 2.4% in 24. Ethereum is at $3,490, up 5.5%. Binance Coin, $642.75, down 0.75%. Dogecoin is at the number 4 spot at $0.61 even, down 6.6%. However, we have some very interesting information coming out of Dogecoin. They say that if you put your stimulus checks into Dogecoin, you would have had around $425,000. How does this break down? Okay, so on April 27th of 2020, one Doge was worth about 0.0023 cents. Therefore, if you put the $1,200 stimulus check into Doge, you would have had about a little over half a million Doge. If you got your $600 stimulus check on January 4th of 2021, Doge was sitting at about point zero zero nine nine cents or a smidge under a penny that six hundred dollars would have bought you around sixty thousand doge and on march 17th if you got that fourteen hundred dollar check the closing price for doge was around 5.7 cents therefore that fourteen hundred dollars would have got you twenty five thousand doge add that all up today's prices you would have had about four hundred twenty five thousand dollars worth of doge well, hindsight is 2020, and the crypto market is absolutely nuts. So <laughs> don't kick yourself over this. Everybody has stories like this. We should have, we would have, we could have, but we didn't. Let's just make sure you're healthy, and let's not miss opportunities in the future. 
and XRP sitting at number 5 at $1.71, up 10.3% from yesterday. Rounding off the top 10, we have Tether, Cardano, Polkadot, Bitcoin Cash going up to number 9, and Litecoin at number 10. Uniswap is getting kicked out of the top 10. Total market cap for all the cryptocurrency, we're at $2.38 trillion. BTC dominance dropping to 44.8%. In our main story today, we're bringing back on Aaron. I don't know if you remember, a couple months back, Aaron lost his NFTs. He tried to buy NFTs on OpenSea, and they just disappeared. A lot of people emailed and said, hey, I have this similar experience. A lot of people were saying, I want to know what happened. Well, I'm going to give you the follow-up to this story. Here's Aaron. Here's the follow-up. Hi, thanks for having me. 100 hey if you aaron was on the show talking about his nft debacle with open c refresh us with the story and then give us a solution i bought two nfts and they disappeared and i was told i was crazy no way that's on the blockchain they can't disappear and i said look shit didn't hit my wallet i'm telling you my death is gone no nft and so i did some research and started emailing open seas back and forth. You had me on the podcast. A lot of listeners emailed you. You forwarded me those emails, which some of them were very helpful. It was it helped me like make sure that I wasn't wrong because some somebody had sent um some very uh good details on like that that happened to them and whatever. And you know they thought that they oh never mind my mistake I found it. So they thought that they had found it, which I don't know. I haven't seen theirs, but I used their method to look for my stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was still wasn't there. Like, I, I think that, um, uh, yeah, it wasn't there anyways. So, yeah. So I continued to email open seas back and forth. Of course, you know, when you email somebody and you tell them that something's wrong, they like, try to like, they gaslight you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, and, and they like make it like, Oh no, that's, that's not the case. And like, let me see this. And it makes it real hard. But I had a preponderance of evidence that said, you guys have a problem. And I asked them for a refund or I asked them for my NFT art and they refunded me. So they refunded you what, like the dollar amount or what, what, how did they refund you? They refunded me the exact F that I paid for. Oh, okay. So even with the F higher price now, they gave you that exact F. That's correct. Oh, that's, I'm completely whole. That's, that's, that's amazing. How long did this whole process take? Oh man, probably two months. Okay. So, so from the problem with the NFT, to making your complaint to getting your F back. It was a whole two month process. Yeah, roughly. Are you satisfied with that? Um, I'm satisfied. I think opens. I think that more people No, absolutely not. Let's start there. And I think that more people, <laughs> I, I think that more people should, should hold them accountable. I'll tell you, there's some things that they changed right away when I started doing this. So the reason why I had a bunch of evidence is because they said stuff like, uh, anybody who goes on open seas, when you click buy now, it's going to show you if a piece of artwork has been authorized or verified by OpenSea's platform. There's like a big, like, you know, exclamation, like this piece of art has not been op- verified by OpenSea. And what they're saying is, is you authorize that you are risking. You, there is a risk that this, there's could be an issue with this transaction. And they didn't have that before when I was there. I actually, and you know, what's funny is because they showed me that when I was emailing them back and forth, this was just one example. And they said, well, we have this. And I, and I happened to had a screenshot of when I was buying it because I was lazy for tax purposes. And that exact pop-up wasn't there. It didn't exist when I bought it. And so here's the thing that viewers need to understand about OpenSeas. This is the most important part of this entire thing. 
open seas has verified art and it's got like some there's like a blue mark or a blue dot that they for users to indicate that like they know that that's a verified art but it's not explicit in the faqs and it's not really noticeable on open seas it's hard you have to like really know what you're looking for and it's not filterable so when you go to try to buy something on open seas you can't filter for verified art only and so there are still risks there's still operational issues that they need to fix to make sure that transacting on there is safe because there are bad actors right because open seas is only an aggregate of a bunch of different art sites so if you didn't mint it on open seas there's no there's no um, way to know by them like with millions of art going on their platform that everything's verified like it takes a process or whatever so that's what i learned i'm happy i got my stuff back i think that if you can prove that your art disappeared and was missing that they'll refund you the money i just asked them i demanded that or the art and they gave it back to me so i hope that other people could do the same so it, it seems as though that when you were going through this whole process like you were already skeptical you were already curious because how much did the art cost at the time of uh, purchasing it it was a half an f it was Holy i think shit. Well, yeah, but at the time, I mean, look, I paid for, both no, of them. Sorry, for, for two pieces of art. I paid 0.2 F for one and 0.283 for the other one. Okay. So yeah, half F, let's just call it a, a half F. Yeah. Okay. So, so you were skeptical yourself and then you had to basically, you did a lot of due diligence and, and took screenshots and, for, and tried to like record this whole process of buying the NFT. Do you think that if you didn't have this, overwhelming evidence because of uh, tax purposes or your own projects or, uh, you know, just, you know, recording the whole step-by-step process. Do you think that you would have got this F back? I think probably not just based on how companies do the way that they do customer service. I think not. I think I had a basic crypto knowledge base that was helpful for me. I think I basically understood smart contracts in a very, you know, simple manner. Um, and yeah, I documented all this, all of it because, you know, I'm a weirdo and a little bit OCD sometimes. And yeah, I was skeptical. That's why I spent a little bit of money to buy my first NFT arts. And, and I bought something that I didn't want to trade just in case. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, so I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very, I hope that they fix this. You know, I hope that, that people can get their F back. I hope that somebody else who has this problem can email open seas and just be able to show them just the transaction ID on Etherscan and know that this is a problem. Because I really do believe that this is a problem with their smart contract more so than anything else. Because at the end of the day, what they also the users need to know is whether or not the art disappears or not. Because there's a whole different rabbit hole to chase, which is securing the actual art itself. The token should have came in no matter what. You should, you should get your mm. NFT token. You should get your NFT token. Hmm. And, and, and I never got the NFT token. And I think what's happening is, is a lot of people, there was a, a cert, there must have been a certain period of time where tokens weren't coming back through the smart contract. And if you can prove that your token never came back through OpenSea's smart contract, they don't have a choice but to give you your money back, in my opinion. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Because knowing smart contracts myself and, you know, me and you both basically started in the game 
pretty pretty similar time it was almost we were we were gaslighting you uh in, in our in our group chat we were like that's right there's like no man come on I, I, what are you talking about man you messed up <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you it's a smart contract how, how, how they how they spoof that what's going on so it looks like it looks like though there is a smart contract error or operational problems and or operational problems and that uh open really needs to get together but there are other nft marketplaces coming out including binance is going to launch their own nft marketplace and you know i think that they're probably going to do it pretty well you know aaron before we let you go here i just wanted to get your feedback on the current market it's been a couple months since we were you were on the show before dogecoin has went to like 65 cents or something crazy you know we have a, a lot of this is this is definitely odd season you know bitcoin has been pretty flat what do you think about the market right now as somebody who's been in the space and yeah, huddles a little bit of crypto and dabbles in the space. Have a little PTSD. I ain't gonna lie. I'm waiting for it to. I'm waiting for that bottom to drop and all my gains to be losses. And I'm waiting to hold that bag. That's the first. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the second is I'm, I'm just excited about the market. This is with that being said, this market is different than the 2017 2018 market. A hundred percent different. And I'm excited about it. Regarding Dogecoin, I refuse to buy it. I, I will never tell anybody to buy it, but I will say this about Dogecoin. The beauty of the crypto market is that it's free. And if millions and millions of people decide that Dogecoin is valuable, Dogecoin is valuable. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's the thing. That's the beauty of crypto space is that it's not regulated. The value is in the community and what the community thinks something is worth. And so if the community thinks that Dogecoin is worth a buck, God bless them. Aaron, thank you for coming on the show, filling us in on what happened with OpenSea and your insights in the market. Thanks, man. Moving into today's headlines. Do you think you were going to skirt your taxes? Nope. Nope. You better think again, because the federal court of the Northern District of California has given a green light to the IRS to obtain identities of users who have traded digital assets on the exchange crack. And this is called a John Doe summons. Pretty clever, actually, since they don't know who it is. It's a John Doe until they figure out who it is. But they're targeting people who made more than $20,000 of transactions between 2017 and 2020. David Hubbard, the acting assistant attorney general for the Justice Department's tax division, said this in quotes, gathering the information in the summons approved today is an important step to ensure cryptocurrency owners are following the tax laws. Those who transact with cryptocurrency must meet their tax obligations like any other taxpayer, end quote. The IRS Commissioner Chuck Reddy added to that saying, end quote, There is no excuse for taxpayers to continue to fail to report the income earned and taxes due from virtual currency transactions. This John Doe summons is part of our efforts to uncover those who've been trying to skirt reporting and avoid paying their fair share, end quote. Fact of the matter is, y'all, if you are trading in cryptocurrencies or transacting in cryptocurrencies, make sure you're paying your taxes. Very simple. Pay your taxes. You won't get an audit. Latin America's leading online marketplace, Mercado Libre, has added $7.8 million in Bitcoin to their balance sheet. This is according to an SEC filing published on May 5th. This purchase happened at some point in Q1 of 2021. However, we don't know exactly when, so we don't know how much they bought it for or how much they have. All we know is they have $7.8 million in Bitcoin. And finally, PayPal is killing it this year by reporting record profits in Q1 of 2021 and higher revenues. 
On Wednesday, the company announced Q1 revenues of $6.03 billion and an earning of $1.22 per share, which they thought was going to be $1.01 per share, basically blowing their predictions out of the water. To top that off, their total payment volume is skyrocketing as well. It went from $277 billion in Q4 of 2020 to $285 billion in Q1 of 2021. PayPal CEO Dan Schulman said this in a statement, Our strong first quarter results demonstrate sustained momentum in our business as the world shifts into a digital economy. He continued to say, Both cryptocurrencies and central bank-issued digital currencies can play a crucial role in shaping a more inclusive recovery and a more equitable financial system. Basically, he's bullish on digital, he's bullish on virtual currencies, and he's very bullish on making a more inclusive, more equitable financial system. And that's great for a company like PayPal to lead the way in this movement. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And also, tomorrow is listener questions. So if you do have a question for me or the editorial staff, send it to matthewaron at decrypt.co. And until tomorrow, happy hodling. Oh, and if you are on the Ethereal Conference, I'll see you at 1.30.